Yay! Okay, greetings fellow spider nerds from around the multiverse. You are back for part two of the amazing Spider-Verse Spectacular! Giant-sized, double-poly-bagged, chromium-covered variant edition of the Justice Nerds podcast. I am your host, Spider-J, with me as always, my stalwart companion, the amazing spectacular Spider-Quiz... The amazing Spider-Quiz! I have the amazing Spider-Quiz with me as well as the amazing, fantastic, stupendous Spider-Gwen, a.k.a. Spider-Gen. And you are just in time for the Justice Nerds podcast. In a world where two nerds come together to talk about all things nerdy, Justice Nerds podcast was born. We talk about comics, movies, and all things in between. Get ready to have your mind blown by the most amazing podcast ever recorded anywhere ever. Just Us Nerds Podcast. Oh yeah. Alright, where, 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 where did we leave? Uh, so, just to, for those of you that are just listening to this for the first time... Well, you shouldn't. Listen to Podcast One, stupid. Yeah, you need to go back, listen to... Well, you don't want to call our listeners stupid, right? If we, they kind of are, if they're listening to Podcast Two. Alright, well, th- those are Chris's words, and also mine. Um, so it, it, if you're catching this episode, go back and listen to part one where we uh, were here at Vieira Comics in Melbourne, Florida as part of their Spider-Verse party day. Spider-Verse! Where we're just embracing all things Spider-Man. Spider-Man, Spider-Gwen, Spider-Gen, Spider-Ham, uh, Spider-Hulk, uh, every, everything. Zombie Spider. spider. Zombie Spider-Man, everything. Um, so, uh, all right, let's pick up where we were. Well, well, what is the, and that was the current kind of status quo of Spider-Man. So what's happening in the comic books now. So this is where we're going to talk about just um, Spider-Gwen because she's part of the uh, Spider-Gwen Silk. Uh, she's part of the uh, current uh, continuity. Um, see if we can get uh, uh, Silk to sit down. I'd be interested to hear her opinions. Uh, uh, so the, the basic status quo of Spider-Man is that we have uh, two Spider-Men. So we have Miles Morales and Peter Parker. So right. If you want to... If, if well, wanna... actually, isn't there another guy now, too? There's there's Hobby Brown. Ho- Hobie Brown. So That's he it. Is, he's also known as the Prowler, and he is kind of is like the stand-in uh, for, uh, for, for, for Peter Parker. That's fine. So uh, are we. So, so, so we have, we have, uh, actually we have Silk herself sitting down with us for our, our, our podcast. This is fantastic. Thank you so much for joining us. Really I'm Jay. It. This is Chris. We have a podcast, Just Us Nerds podcast. And so we're just here. I'm assuming you're here because you're a Spider-Man fan. Yes, of you, course. Okay. All right. And I'm assuming you're a Silk fan because yes, you're dressed like especially Silk. especially Silk. Okay. <laughs> so, so we were talking about kind of what is the current like status quo in like the spider universe. So, like, what is, like, who who is this character, Silk? Can you... Can Silk, you... okay. Well, she was actually bitten by the same spider that Peter Parker was bitten by. Like I read by Wikipedia, right? Yes. Right? <laughs> Wikipedia was spot on. Yeah. Yes, but she, it was kind of different how her story unfolded. She ended up being locked into a bunker for basically her whole entire life to protect her family. And she was there until Peter Parker found out, oh, there's someone exactly like me. There's, I have a spider twin, if you will. Uh, And then, like, uh, Ezekiel, like... Ezekiel, the one is the one that like put her in that situation, yeah. right? That had her, that had her all locked up, and then recently she was let out of the vault, and yes. now she's. I compared her to like sort of a 
she's a cross between like Spider Woman and like a ninja. Like yeah. her whole like out like kind of scheme. Yeah, is... like I said, she reminds me of like the the Batgirl with Cassandra, you know, where she was the ninja partially, um, you know. So yeah. So, so I'm sorry. Continue. I know you cut you off. <laughs> okay. So. Yeah. So that's pretty cool. But she actually agreed to go into the bunker when she was younger. What was the reason for that? Uh, to protect her family, like as equal kind of, you know got into her mind kind of saying that like this is the only way that she can really protect them so of course she wanted to do it for her family and when peter actually came to release her from the bunker she was very pissed off <laughs> when he first opened the door saying that like he's gonna get them all killed and all that but oh, wow. actually it was her panic room, basically. She yes. was she was in the panic room. She's like, now now you've this done it. This is where I'm safe, and like, now yeah. like, I guess like yes. spiders like have a smell or something like that, and like once like she was hermetically sealed, and the seal was broken, and now Morloon and like all the all that whole crew. The once you talk, do you you familiar with Morloon? That, yeah, that not character. That much. All right, so Morloon was like this character that was sort of like this uh, vampire sort of yeah. like character who yeah. uh, fed off of like totem characters like spider spider totems so the whole reason that uh silk originally was kind of sealed in there was because of morloon uh uh what's his name ezekiel was worried that morloon was going to find was going to find silk and so when peter opens opens up her her medically sealed uh room she's like you idiot you know now he's going to be able to uh, to, to find me um so what are your what are your favorite I mean, obviously, Silk is going to be one of your favorites. We were talking about um, like our favorite runs of Spider-Man and stuff like that. What's something that you've been reading that you really find interesting? Uh, well, I'm trying to just start like most of the Spider-Man series. Like I've gone like comics here and there, mm-hmm. but I just really started getting into it, especially with Silk. Because, oh, really? Like, yeah, I saw one of my favorite cosplayers. Her name is Elizabeth, and she cosplayed as Silk. And I'm like, oh, that's so cool. I want to learn more about that. So that really got me into the whole comic book oh, area. Oh, awesome. Okay. So, so really, it was the cosplay that actually turned you on to comic books. Yes. That's okay. interesting. That, yeah. I don't think that's like the complete reverse of exactly. like what I've, of what you you normally yeah. would, yeah. No, that's, would find. That's, so so far, what what have you been reading? Well, I've literally just been reading Silk. I've been oh, okay. I came that's here awesome. for free comic book day, and I haven't gone into those yet because I've been so overwhelmed, busy. Oh yeah. But I'm just starting to read those. I know I got like the Civil War, so I definitely want to read up on that. Probably new movie. No, no, yeah, you definitely should. Um, I'll tell you, anything that you need here at Viera Comics, obviously, they'll be able to get you. Um, anything you're looking for, you know, even where to start, even talk with Pete and say, hey, I'm kind of getting started. Where should I start? And yeah. then he'll, he'll be able to, to give that to you. But He's this awesome. is the, the, as someone who is a new comic book reader, so we, we, we have, we're, yeah. we're old guys yeah. and so I'm old, older but I've been reading comic books forever so for someone who is new to this is it hard for a new reader what's that like for a new reader because you have all this you have this. tens of years yeah you've got yeah. decades of continuity what is that like for someone who's just coming in it's definitely hard trying to decide you know what I want to start reading and it's definitely hard because as soon as people see that like I'm cosplaying as Silk and stuff, they start quizzing me on every comic book imaginable. Right. Like, Put on the oh, Uber nude okay. glasses yeah. and excuse me. Can you tell me in what issue? Do you know which issue it was in which she went to the grocery store? Right. <laughs> exactly. Yes. Hiller, 
nerds. We're, we're like that. Nerds are, you know, because we love our characters so much. Yes. How offended have, have people gotten that, you know, I'll tell you, there, there are times, like, you know, I've, I've cosplayed, we've cosplayed as Batman, and there are times, man, where people have gotten something and they're like, I can't believe you dress like that. And they've gotten up. Ended. I mean, times, <laughs> yes. like, people take their heroes serious, you know? Well, the bat nipples on your do. costume, I think, that might have been what people I were having a problem with. I thought that was a nice accent. <laughs> I didn't want to talk about it. I liked it. Well, that might have been what it is. But, Schumacher yeah. said it looked nice. We can uh, definitely, nerds as a as a breed of, of people can be a bit hardcore sometimes yes. about... But, but all around, though, you've kind of been welcomed into this yeah culture, it's been so really fun has it yeah I mean, people have been welcoming people have you know shown yes. you you know you want to read this or this or yeah i definitely met a lot more people through dressing up as silk and reading the comics That's like i awesome. met a bunch of awesome people that i wouldn't have met without it so sure. it's really kind of great. like a club yeah. i mean it really is it's no, kind of it's, it's when i was going to pick up those the flyers we brought some some flyers for the podcast uh, the the yeah. lady that was behind the counter was checking me out. Uh, I mean, checking she was, me out, huh? She was no, she was <laughs> she was facilitating the purchase of, of goods and services. She was not checking me out per se. <laughs> Are you sure? But but well, she may have been. I don't know. I don't think so. But but anyway, Your I happened, buns of steel I, I happened to notice that she had had she had two tattoos, one on one forearm, one on the other. She had the rebellion tattoo ah, on one and, and the, the empire, empire on on the other. And it's just yeah. one of those things. It's it's the subtlest of things but when you're you're so familiar with geek culture you just you notice mm-hmm. like just subtle things about people and it's like oh you're in you're in the club you're a nerd too <laughs> i mean yes. I, I don't know i mean i don't think that's too much of a stretch to think if someone's tattooing something on their flesh that they they probably love that yeah thing. you know you wouldn't know <laughs> anything no about that chris that. would you no um, idea all right. Well, well, fantastic. Well, Silk, thank you so much thank for sitting so much. to talk with us. Much appreciated. This is like the first podcast we've actually we've had guests. Yeah, actually, get to sit down and talk. I feel bad that we don't have like a coffee to like offer to people. Like, coffee over there. We should, we should. Yeah, we should have like yes. you know, you know <laughs> sipping there, just kind of sipping coffee, talking with the, the it's, people. It's instead of us just sitting in a comic book room. This is actually being out with people. I don't like coffee yes. though, so maybe I just yeah, substitute it, it for for something actually else. Actually, in social situations. Yeah, that's the other thing that we talked about. So thank you so much. Yeah, thank you so much. Your costume is fantastic. Thank, <laughs> Thank you very you. much. Um, okay, so uh, you know, I, I'm sure we'll we'll find some other Spider-Man stuff to touch on. But uh, what's, what's going on now? Well, okay. So uh, I was talking about the new status quo of uh, of Spider-Man. Um, you know, I mentioned Miles Morales and Peter Parker. So if, and then we talked about Hobie. And we talked about Hobie. Hobie's more a sort of a side player, uh, an ancillary character to to Peter Parker's story. But um, so. Here, here's the deal. If you like the Spider-Man, the sort of friendly neighborhood, New York City Spider-Man, right. then I would say read Spider-Man with Miles Morales. That's that's your that's your comic to read because mm-hmm. it's kind of he has sort of inherited the role uh, of Peter Peter, Peter yes. Parker. So Miles Morales, for those of you not aware, was a character that was originally created for the Ultimate Universe, which was a separate universe which uh, existed. Uh, in Marvel, which has since been merged with the mainstream universe. No, awesome. So uh, he's, uh, I mean, he's he's basically what Peter was. I mean, he's uh, he's a science geek. He's uh, kind of nerd misfit. Uh, he who also happens to get bitten by a spider. And, and this guy and can't afford bills either. He he can't pay his bills. Now either. is he Mr. Guilty? He's not Mr. Guilty. And the, and see, uh, one of the things I like about Miles is that. You know, Marvel is—it's something that I think Marvel is doing right, mm-hmm. where they are are actually taking the character 
and extending him. So they're giving him, they're giving the character of Spider-Man a legacy. So here is, you know, the, the gimmicks and the powers are neat, right? But it's it's the human beings that really make these stories interesting and why we read them. So. No, Miles Morales is not a Peter Parker clone. His parents are both yeah. alive. Uh, he's, he's a person of color. He comes from a Hispanic and African-American background, so we have a different perspective there. Um, so he just decided to do good? He just, Well, no, I think he was inspired by the original Spider-Man um, in the Ultimate Universe. Their, their Peter Parker uh, counterpart uh, had died. He'd been, he'd been killed, and so yeah. uh, then Miles Morales decided to, to become uh, Spider-Man. And now we just have this situation in the mainstream Marvel Universe where we have two Spider-Men. So, so what happened to Peter Parker, you may be asking. Are you asking it? I am asking. Jen, are you asking it? Yes. Do you want to know? Yes, do you really, really want to know? We must know. I want to hear the intensity in your voice, Jen. Did he get thrown off a bridge? He did not get thrown off a bridge. He did not get thrown off a bridge. So what has happened to Peter? Okay, so Peter Parker now, he travels around the world with his company, Parker Industries. He is He's no based. longer poor. He is... He's the Tony employed. Stark of Spider-Man. He's, he's sort of, he's still guilty. He still, he still feels guilty, but he's just, you know, now he has to feel guilty about, you know, being one of the, you know, the 1%. Uh, although I don't think that, uh, I was actually in preparation for this podcast today. I was reading issue one of Amazing I Spider-Man. Found, I, I actually found this story really awesome. Yeah. I like this story. Yeah, talk about it. Talk, what, what, so... Peter is actually like going around the world and he's trying to make the world a better and safer place. It's taking that essence of, of Peter and, and, and extending it. Yeah, kind of the, the next with logical, more money. Uh, with more money. If, and it makes sense that uh, if he had the resources to do he so. Because he's a brilliant mind. So he's able to answer the questions that the world has on how are we going to feed the entire world? How are we going to keep the world cool? You know, I mean, and he's okay. working on these global issues. He's addressing environmental issues. So he's not doing defense like no. Tony Stark. No, no, no. The world. no, 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 he's, he's literally saving the world. He's not. And I actually I, I had to reread it. I, uh, I had to reread Amazing Spider-Man uh, again. And I saw there's a specific line in there where he's saying. He I don't want to be like Tony. He's, well, not just that, but he's capped his salary at like a middle management salary because the, the, his company is basically functions, I think, like a not-for-profit yeah. organization. So he's saying, if I'm not going to be making you know, tons of, of profit, it's not fair for me to be making but you know billions what, of dollars. But with everything like that, you know what Peter needs? Peter needs a bodyguard. He does need a bodyguard. And who do you and think who he is? is that bodyguard? Spider-Man. Spider-Man. So it, it is a bit derivative of Iron Man. Cause but wait, though. Spider-Man and Peter Parker in the same room? How is what? that? How is that possible? How can that be? What does he do? Well, he's, he's got Hobie Brown. Oh, also known as? A.K.A. is the Prowler. So th this is kind of an ancillary Spider-Man character. But what's kind of crazy for me was, wasn't the Prowler originally kind of a bad guy? I think he was, but I, th I think he's been sort of like a, uh, uh, a rehabilitated uh, bad guy. It's what um, happens when he dangles money in his face. Yeah, 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 exactly. Well, I, I, I'm not sure about that. Wait, dangles money's in his face? What do you mean? Dangles money and goes, hey, you want to be good? I've got money. <laughs> and he goes, yeah, for the right price. I'll be good. <laughs> no, I think technically in, in Hobie, in, in Hobie Brown's defense, uh, you know, he, uh, you know, he, I think he was good even before Peter got rich. Uh, so so anyway, he yeah he kind of serves as like the double for Spider-Man. So it enables Spider-Man and uh, Peter to be in the same room. 
So um, we're inviting another guest to come over yes. and talk as part of our, our spider extravaganza. Uh, a good good friend, good friend of our show, our good friend Derek. Uh, also, Don't try not to lie to the people. A, 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 a comic, another kind of comic enthusiast, yes. closet nerd. Closet I, I, nerd. I, I was closet gonna say nerd. you're kind of the ogre to our group because oh, yeah, very, very much here's, ogre. You're that you know that but sports I, but guy. I love the nerd. <laughs> come here. And, and, and my son, my son is here. My three-year-old. Oh, we got the, all right. Awesome, yeah. awesome. So we've been talking about all things Spider-Man all day. Awesome. You also have access to my comicsology. I do. So, I do. oh boy, you're, you're welcome. Gonna me, you're going to put me on. The... I'm going to put you. Well, it's okay. I mean, if you, have you have you been reading anything Spider-Man? Um, not no. as of late. Okay, no. all right, no, that's cool. I mean, no, is he a character you like? Or... I do. Really? Like the Spider-Man, yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> I do like the Spider-Man. Um, Not I, a Spider-Man. I, 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 like, I like the, the Spider-Man. Spider the Spider-Man. You know, I'm a have, big fan of the Spider-Man. You know, have you guys spoken about um, the Spider-Man um, that showed up on uh, Civil War? No, we have not. Okay, we haven't. We have not talked. I was, like I in, was the, in the movie. Yeah, in the yeah, movie. We've kind of referenced him a little kinda, bit. I was wondering your thoughts in regards to, to you know, how, how you like that the character and 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 you know what he did in the movie. I mean, what, what are your guys' thoughts on on that character? I, I, I thought it was great. Yeah. I really, I really, Tom Holland is as I mean, from the little bit that we saw. Yeah. I mean, he he. He hit it. He hit a home run. Yeah, I love it. Of course, it. I'm sitting there and I'm like, I wonder what Chris and James are thinking. You know, I wonder what because I I, I enjoy. What would they be it. thinking? Would, yeah. yeah. Look at that. We're a t-shirt. Whoa. So, WWJC. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but we um, I remember looking at it and I it literally looked like Spider-Man being ripped from the page. It was uh, the embodiment of this classic Spider-Man jumping around, making jokes, you know, still having a fun time, yeah. but in a peril situation. They even kind of like, hey, kid, I don't know how often you, you know, do this, but... Uh, oh, yeah, I don't know if you've ever been in a fight before, but, but there's usually not this much talking. <laughs> right. Oh, and, sorry, sorry. Yeah, I, I love that. I love that how he played off yeah. of the other characters. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Oh, by the way, I love the suit, Mr. Stark. Uh, no, 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 no. We don't need to talk. <laughs> not, not, we're, 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 we're done. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna go let Aunt Hottie know that. Yeah, I, I, I love. That, I think that was my favorite part is yeah. the scenes with with him and, and Marissa Tomei. And it, yeah, no, the scenes. With, I mean, I like Marissa Tomei, but I like the scenes with uh, Tom Holland and yeah. And what did um, you think? Robert I Denny thought it, I thought it was great. I'm I'm not as a, as much of an enthusiast as you guys are, um, but um, I thought he portrayed uh, Spider-Man uh, very well. And um, I actually had a, I, I, I didn't know what to think when I saw the previews. I was like, oh, really? Okay, Spider-Man's going to be this. All right, that's kind of that's cool. And then I saw it, and I just couldn't stop laughing. The kid was fantastic. Wasn't he funny? Yeah, he was absolutely... No, he's American, right? <clears throat> no, I think he's British. We, so another, what is with the British? Another Brit Good actors playing an American. Yeah, yeah we, we just... From Amer the pond. They, Americans, they, we can't play... We yeah. can't, can't play, play Spider-Man. We can't play... Yeah. No, we can't play superheroes, period. Look, uh, okay, so we got uh, Christopher Nolan's Batman right here. Uh, you know, Christian Bale, like, look, looking <laughs> over us. Uh, Christian Bale... No, he's British. Oh. Christian, or he's Welsh. I don't know if he's British or Welsh. He's not American. I know I, that. Okay. Ooh, our fans are gonna hate us. We got. Oh, we're gonna get. We're big, by the way, in England now. Really? In yeah. Bulgaria. All three of your Bulgaria fans. Bulgaria and England. Oh, all three of yeah. our, all three of our fans. Fan. Wow. None in America. So it's like four or five. Fans. Yeah, absolutely. That's fantastic. That's fantastic. Um, uh, who played uh, <laughs> Superman? Uh, the 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 dude that plays Superman. Cavill. Yeah, Henry Cavill, Brit mm -hmm. again, and then Tom Holland again. 
Brit. Just Americans cannot play American superheroes. That is that is so sad. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm so, all right. So we got we've got so we've got so, so we've got so we've got a Spider-Man from the back yelling out some some names. So we got uh, uh, Robert Downey Jr. for sure. Chris Chris Evans. But yeah, it's just really weird. We have all of these Brits. Playing. He just said Ben Affleck too, and, and, and Ben Affleck, but he's American. He's American. America. 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 Um, I think you said good actors portraying. Um, yeah, we don't. So I don't. Please don't open that can, James. It's already exploded a couple times. Who? What good actors? We're talking about Batman versus Superman, and he. Just, oh yeah. Well, I mean, I liked. I. I, I mean, I, as I've already said before, I liked. Affleck as Batman, mm. I did not like what they had him, what the script had him right. doing, but I liked him as, uh, well, as, as and see what I'm excited about. Her mothers have the same name. Martha! Martha! Why did you say that name? What we, is now mean? we can be friends. I don't know. Wait, did we just become best friends? <laughs> yes! Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Yeah. Um, but no, I, I think we're digressing. I, you know, I, th- I thought he did I thought he did well. You asked me how, you know, what did I think about the character? I, th- I think it was fantastic. Well, there's something Two that we haven't even talked about here is that I never thought I was going to see that because for the longest time, Spider-Man was owned by Sony Mm. and the Avengers were owned by Marvel. So I just, you kind of just accepted it that the two characters were never going to yeah. intersect yeah just just kind of like i think we've all accepted that pretty much the the x-men and the avengers Correct. are never yeah. they're you know never i was just interact. thinking about that the other day i was like you know what that'd be really really cool it would, yeah, it would be it would are be. we gonna see it in our life i wanted to see the avengers versus the x-men i loved that run i loved. i that think series. they're starting they might be, man. They might be bleeding in. Well, if Fox gets into financial trouble, the only reason that's, that's, that uh, Marvel is getting to use Spider-Man now is because Sony... Mm. It's, it's funny it's how things financial. work out. Okay, yeah. follow me on this one. This is really weird. Okay. Really, we have Seth Rogen and Dave Franco to thank for having Spider-Man in the Marvel Universe. Now, mm. now fo- follow me on this. What? Yeah, I know, it's crazy. Are you talking but, about the interview? No, no, no. I'm talking about the interview. Okay, follow me on this. So... So Dave Franco and Seth Rogen make this movie called The Interview, ha, 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 ha. where it's... I never actually even saw it. Um, no, but that's the problem. No one did. Well, it's this movie about... It's this parody of how they're going to kill Kim Jong-il. It's actually, it's actually very funny. Is, is it, it? Is it yeah. really funny? Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, so they make this movie, North right? Korea got really upset. North Korea gets really... Like, ended up, we ended up taking it out of theaters. Yeah, blah, blah, blah. They released, they released yeah. it anyway, but yeah. then hackers... It was on... It, yeah, it was on, like, Netflix that day. They put it on Netflix. It was supposed to be... I think it was Christmas. Christmas Day. Yep. Christmas Day? Something like that. It was supposed to go on the theaters. They pulled it from the theaters, but it got on Netflix that, that on Christmas Day. Exactly. They released it. And, and, and then... It's actually funny. It is, I, I will check it out. Right. I will check it out. It's stupid, of course, but it's... It's, it's worth it. Yeah. All right. Um, but then hackers, and I suspected from North Korea, sort of in retaliation, hacked Sony's... Email mm. yes. and let all, all their, of the, all of their dirty secrets kind of yeah, out yeah. onto the internet. Yeah. Yeah. Really put a hurting on Sony. Yeah. And I don't think several it's, movies got out. Some, yeah. 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 So I don't think if Sony had been in that vulnerable position, they would have been as open to the idea of lending the movie rights for mm. Spider-Man to Marvel. So Seth Rogen, Dave Franco, thank you very much. And how weird is this? David Franco. Am I saying his name right? Yeah. Yeah. Was the Green Goblin? Yep. You mean James Franco? Yeah, you. That's I'm thinking you, of his. Does yeah, you've been saying. Dave, Dave, yeah. I've been saying Dave Franco. Yeah, James, 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 James Franco. James, James Franco. Franco. Well, we can thank Dave Franco too. Thank, thank nice. you very thank much. You, thank, thank, thank you, Dave. Franco. Thanks all the Francos. But all the Francos. So James Franco 
Wait, you mean Snowboarder Goblin? Snowboarder Goblin. Snowboarder Goblin. So we have the Green Goblin to thank for having Marvel have Spider-Man in their universe. How crazy is that? Complete circle. Wow. And it all comes back around. Came back around. It all comes back around. That was fantastic. Um, okay. Does your have we lost your child? I think, think Spider Gwen has. Been I think I think Jen has uh, kidnapped him. But <laughs> it's a, it's a safe kidnap. So does okay. your does your so as a father? Yeah. Okay. Uh, how are you? I mean, does your I know your boy likes superheroes. He loves it. I, I read. Uh, we have a five minute uh, superhero book. These five minute stories. Of really? Avengers. Yeah, they sell them at um, you know several different. I don't know. I'm pretty sure they sell them here, um, but it's filled with um, kids' stories, five minute stories for bedtime, and you know, he's either trancing around in his bat suit or Spider-Man oh, that's or awesome. Superman. I mean, he's wearing a uh, Superman outfit today. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. He had. You missed him today. We went to a, ba- a birthday party and he had all Batman's swimsuit on, shirt on, and then even a, like a vest. Like a muscle vest. It's actually a, a life preserver. Like oh, that's a, a awesome! Life, oh, dude, he loves it. So uh, I, just, I don't think you asked me a question. Well, no, no, you, I, no. I, I just—he's—he's he's pretty much immersed. No, that's more great. than I was as a kid. Well, and I mean, what's really cool is how old is he? He's three. And Turning he's been, four. And he's yeah. been to what two megacons already? He's been to a megacon. Yeah, he absolutely loved it. And seeing Uncle Chris and Uncle James as Batman. Yeah, I mean, yeah. and and for me, honestly, seeing him, I think he was more confused than anything whether it was you, Batman. <laughs> yeah. He looks just. Batman, 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 yeah. Batman. Uh oh. Why? I'm freaking out. Yeah, right. But he absolutely, it was great. Well, I was just thinking though, you know, comic books obviously, you know, they originally began for children, but they've evolved into something so much more, and they're more for you know older adults, young adults. I'm just wondering, is it hard to find stuff that is kid appropriate? Oh no, not not at all. Um, it's so kid friendly now. Um, <laughs> just the movies um, and everything that they sell on top of the movies no um, it's 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 like real the, the five minute uh, stories I was just talking about it's a, it's a kid's book it's a kid's book it's it's related to you know how superheroes can be good and can be you know confused at their own times or demons this kind of stuff but you know helping Hulk was like helping a cat out of you know and people are scared of him and he never went back to you know uh, oh that's cool you know, yeah it that was, was sweet like, he was Hulk the whole time though even when he was calm it was funny but you know it was like people were scared of him but then you know it was okay because he actually helps people who know people are scared of him because he's so big and green and this this and that but um but yeah. given life lessons yeah no, it's, 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 it really is it's um you know falcon is another one um uh, uh, we haven't gotten to the thor but uh iron man's in a couple of them of course cap is is in a bunch of them as a leader or whatever but it, it yeah he he it's he really enjoys it that's it's, cool it's now as, as i mean it's like the only book i'm reading to now him. i was gonna say now since day one since he was born i mean has this been okay kid you know welcome to my world and well you know that's the funny thing like um we get around uncle james and uncle chris and you guys are so immersed into it me not so much like i, I on my free time i love to read comics yeah. and i love uh to read and just in general but um but when we get when we come here and we come see you guys or go to megacon we're just we we immerse ourselves so um has he been i think yeah i think i have like from you know it's interesting how i've just kind of immersed him in a comic book because it's just because it's a good way to teach him about good guys and like, yeah, what good guys yeah, do and yeah. he was really the funny thing is he was really confused about Hulk 
like bring up Hulk again. And a lot of people are confused about Hulk, especially little kids. Like he is a good guy, mm-hmm. but there's times when he does bad things. When he does bad things, it's very confusing. Wait, for, he destroyed Harlem. Yeah. it wasn't that bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But what a he, great he, way very, to tell teach a kid that, that people are complex. They yeah, can do good things complex. and they can do bad things. Yeah, and it's hard to teach that complex lesson to a two or three year old. But, so it's it's. But the Hulk, it's challenging for a parent too. But the Hulk is a great metaphor yeah, to be able to do that. It absolutely is. It absolutely Sometimes is. Sometimes Hulk so, gets mad. Yeah. So Sometimes Hulk breaks things. Yeah. So we're we've been Sometimes using Hulk a lot do of dishes. Su- <laughs> if you've seen that robot chicken, <laughs> no. He goes Hulk do dishes <laughs> and he do dishes. <laughs> pissing on the dishes. So we're using yeah we're Hulk using we're using superheroes for a lot of 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 developmental type stuff in our home. See, yeah. and, and that's that's like. For me, growing up, that was a big thing for me. You know, you want to do right. You want to make sure that you do the right thing. You know, every time. That's that's like when I met Kevin Conroy, I had to thank him for, you know, all that he taught me because I, I feel that he's partially responsible for making me the good person that I am today. He, are you saying Kevin Conroy reared you? Yes. <laughs> um, all right. Well, why don't we? Uh, you know, this would be maybe. Let's jump to the movie talk yeah, section. Yeah. We can, you know, since we got Derek here with us, it'd be good because uh, I know he's seen the movies, and this is kind of. We just want to. Well, the first one we've already already answered. Well, yeah, we're talking about Civil War. Uh, we, we just want to take some time to geek out about all the different sure. Spider-Man movies. Absolutely. That have and my geekiness geek. definitely. Um, it just definitely oozes out when I'm around you guys. Yeah, it really does. No, it, it really does. does. Yeah, it comes we, to the surface. Yeah, it's, make you shine. Oh my gosh, it's it's great. I, you, I'll sit back and listen to you guys. You know, just it's funny. This is it, fan number one, by the way. Yeah, I am this fan is number, number one. one. Number one. It, it, it started way before June the, Squad member number one. Yeah, number it, it started it started way before the cast because I would I would go to lunch with these guys or dinner and and it's just this. And the only difference is, the and only yet difference, he still remain friends with us. The, the, only, the only difference is they have a microphone in front of them. So I was fan number one. So I, I love this. Uh, I've just been so busy. I haven't been able to catch up on a, on the on the casts. But, All right. Um, so Spider-Man movies. Who do you think is your favorite actor? Yeah, of the ones that have been so far, uh, who who played Spider-Man? Uh, see, now mm, I do like. See, I always like Toby. Okay. Yeah, I, see, I like Toby. No, I, I, I thought can he. See that. I thought he was really good. He did personally. have that. He but I'm not. But I have to. Story. I have to preface this. I'm not as much of a snob as you guys. <laughs> I actually didn't mind. What do you think, sir? I didn't. I didn't mind the. Um, you know, I like all movies. Right. Find something good in them. But you guys, you hated the uh, Batman versus Superman. I hated the Batman versus Superman. I didn't find it that bad. It was okay. It was okay. Yeah, the story was the story was the worst action was fantastic. No, 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 and I get yeah. that the costumes yeah. are beautiful, everything. It just the story was yeah. just kind of. Crap. And you're the number one snob, by the way. I'm yeah. just I got to get that out. <laughs> you're number one snob when it comes to movies. I, I, I love you just the I same. Absolutely though. I absolutely am. Yourself. Wait, but you know, with Toby Maguire, but I always like said, I always like Toby. I like Toby. I like Topher Grace. Oh no! Oh no! 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 Let him stay on that '70s show where he belongs, and uh, and, and no, no, Eddie Brock, he is not. No, I'm, he's I'm, not. I'm, I'm sorry. He's not. Yeah, he was Venom for like all of five minutes, like in that movie, and they they didn't even have the guts to like have him be in the Venom like 
face like the entire time. No, because he like, would come out and then he'd be like, I'm Batman. I'm you know, evil Eric Foreman from that notice, 70s show. Did you notice like his teeth got pointy too? His teeth and... got pointy and it was just like, oh man. It was like, you know, it, it's like, you know, Derek would have been a bit better Eddie Brock than. No, I totally uh, do uh, that. Than, 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 you know, little, than little known fact Grace. who played Flash Thompson in the first Spider Man movie? I have no idea. It's who... Joe Magnello. No way. Yeah. Yeah. Mr. Sofia Vergara yeah, was Mr. Sophia get out of Vergara here. Was Flash Thompson in the first. Oh my God! The first, uh, you invoked her. You, you invoked Sophia. Oh man. <laughs> yeah. Honey, I'm sorry if you're listening to this podcast. You know you're you're my baby and I love you. But he just he invoked yeah, it, Sophia. It, so keep talking. Um. So oh man, I'm gonna have a lot of explaining to do about that one. You got some explaining to do. Um. I think I can find something I like about all of them. Yeah. I mean, r- really. I mean, I've, I've, I've. You and know, I don't know all of their Tom. names. I really like the new uh, the, Tom the kid in the Tom Holland. Tom Holland. Yeah, Tom, I, think Tom he, Holland. I think he was great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he's got the smart ass that you know Toby really didn't have as much. Well, see, that's why I liked <clears throat> that's why I liked Andrew Garfield is because he's like, oh my god, you're armed with a knife, my one and only weakness. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then he just beats the crap out of him. That was something I think that was. I I, I am with you. I liked uh, Toby Maguire. Okay. Um, I, I liked Tobey Maguire when he first came out as Spider-Man. I thought he, he did that kind of aw shucks, gee whiz kind of act yeah, really yeah. well. Oh, totally. I loved like him riding on, you know, and his excuse for why he got his arm cut by the goblin blade. And he's like, well, how did it happen? And he's like, I fell down. He was a courier. You know, he's he like, was taking some soup to someone. And you know, he knocked he, me down. He's like, he knocked me down like that. And you feel like, aw. I, I think so. I think there's something good you can find in all of their yeah. performances, except when he was emo. Oh Spider-Man. my god! And he's doing his strut down the street. Da, 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 da. Oh yeah. yeah. No. Um, except that. I, I think the one thing that was missing though from Tobey Maguire was he didn't have sort of that when he tried to do the sarcasm. Yeah. It just didn't seem natural think, coming from him. He's the first one that came to mind because I think he was, the, you know, the the first Spider-Man I really. Movie set of movies that I got into, mm-hmm. um, and they might have been the first. Were they the first? Not yeah, the first. no. The Sam Raimi movies were were the first, and and okay. and, and I would say that uh, for me, Spider Man Two, uh, Sam oh, yeah. Raimi Spider Man Two is up there as one of my top no, uh, comic. Comic I agree. Book films. It, it's always honestly the second movie for me is either the best one or the worst one that they made, <laughs> and, and and really like. Spider-Man 2, for me, I thought was the closest to straight out of the comic book. Do you, do you remember that one? That with was the, the one Doc with Oc Doc, and... Dr. Octopus. And... Yes. It's not a... I, I will say that they've definitely... Marvel and I think studios in general have definitely upped their game. This is where I'm going to become, like, movie Nazi mm. now. On yeah, yeah, normally. Because I, I had... I had because there's you look back at Spider-Man 2, and it is, it's not a perfect movie. Um, I thought the whole thing about him having the arms... And I didn't like that the arms could talk to him. I thought that was kind well, of ridiculous. I kind of like that they were ingrained in him, and I thought that they had kind of their own mind. I kind of like that idea because for me, it's like the symbiote. It's able for him. To, it's kind of his way of expressing. And and the other thing too is maybe with with those arms, maybe they really didn't talk to him. Maybe that was him. That's that, what I'm thinking. That's it an was in, him. That's an interesting way to look at it. I like that. Except for the it part his ego. Like, yeah. Except for the part where they have, like, he has the little tiny chip on the back of his head, and that's what allows him to 
control the arms instead of the arms controlling mm. him. And I'm like, what, what, yeah. why would you even... Who would what, invent this? Why would you even have that? I, I'm just going to put a little fragile chip on the back of my I'm head that's going to keep... Who would invent this, that these arms are going to take over your body if you don't have the right thing? Worst idea ever. Like, <laughs> awful. It's like, and oh, by the way, what do you use the arms for? Oh, handling nuclear material. Oh, so yeah, we want to make sure that we have the arms have a mind of their own. That's a, that's a good right, idea. Right. That's, that's, that's like that's... using the clapper for, you know, nuclear weapons. Bang! Oh, shoot. I was just, I was applauding because that was, the movie was, was yeah, so good. But, yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's not, uh, so, yeah, it's, it's got its problems. I think the movies have just gotten the, the art of of taking this this source material. So, like, these these things, you know, taking the graphic taking the novel, the comic, comic book, and, and putting it in a way that is so, like, so earnest and so, like, uh, you're, you're really telling a story about people, but you're just doing it in a, you know, I say this all the time, I'm a broken record. Good science fiction is just telling a story about the human condition, but doing it using fantastic devices. You know, you're talking about things that are that are true. They're they're truths of, of being alive. We're just doing it in a really entertaining way. And I think when you do that, you can you can make something even something as ridiculous as the idea of someone getting bitten by a spider, and gaining spider powers. You know. Uh, you can suspend disbelief for that because it's like, wow, you really, you're saying, you have something to say yeah. here. Um, yeah, the new Spider-Man movies, the, or the more, I say the more recent ones with uh, Andrew Garfield. They didn't, the problem was is they didn't have, they didn't give a chance. You only had the first one and the second one. I wanted to see, I actually wanted to see where we were going to go with that because I liked that Spider-Man. His hair was a little is that, big. Is that your favorite, Chris? Um, at a, well, I loved what we saw from Tom Holland, but from actually having that perspective of seeing a full movie, uh, yeah. I, I can't give a full... Because I'll tell you, the Avengers cameo might have been amazing, and then when we get to the actual Spider-Man movie, it might be a giant steaming pile of crap. We don't know yet. But for me, Andrew Garfield... Very, very doubtful. Very yeah, doubtful. Very doubtful. I but mean, you could see that. But for me, like, Andrew He's going to be the main character in that, and he wasn't really the main character in this, so... I mean, he was. Marvel has. Got, I mean, I they have earned my trust. They're running an airtight ship. Right. But I mean, even me, their worst movie. I mean, you look at a movie like, in my opinion, Ghost again, Rider. Well, that wasn't a Marvel Studios movie. Like movies that people generally have regarded as not being as good, like Thor: The Dark World and oh. stuff like that. See, the snob. I love those movies. See? Even even their worst movies, I think. Are okay. They're, they're not bad. But I'm they're, a huge Thor fan. Huge well, Thor well, fan. see, that's the thing for me. I just found them a little, like, dragged out. That was really my issue. I, I just found that the Thor movies were just a little dragged out. I found them a little boring. But, other than that, but other, I like them. I say their, their worst entries are still decent. Um, so Marvel's completely earned my trust at, at this point for what they're going to do. But with, like with I said, with Andrew Garfield, you know, at first I wasn't too keen on Jamie Foxx's Electro. And, and I'm still not. You know, because it was a horrible, horrible, horrible portrayal. It wasn't no, terrible. Jamie, let me let me preface this. I'm sorry, Jamie Fox. He's a great actor. Great. I would have yeah. loved to see him play Electro if they had the made it talented. so the blue goofy. Skin. Yeah, it was just well, they ridiculous. Well, that ultimate, you know, look, and that's actually how he kind of looks now. They didn't. What did you want? You wanted the big giant lightning bolt star face? No, you're right. I'm not a snob. I'm not a snob, but I, I think he. I, I don't think he was the right. Person for like no, I don't mind. I don't mind how he looked visually. He became a Schumacher Batman villain. I mean, yeah. he was no, he really goofy, did. He was goofy he really did. and over the top, and that's what I didn't like. Have him play a villain like Django. Have him, have him be okay. put, take Django, put him in a Spider-Man movie, make him the bad guy, yeah. and there you go. Yeah. There you go. I'm, See, I'm fine. no, I agree with that. But like I said, 
They did some little changes, and like I said, story-wise, but Andrew Garfield, I feel that he can... See, I find that, that these actors either can play Spider-Man really well or Peter Parker really well. They can't do both. It's kind of like the Batman-Bruce Wayne scenario. Andrew Garfield, for me, I think he was a great Spider-Man. Meh. Okay, Peter Parker. Okay. Tobey Maguire, fantastic Peter Parker. Terrible Spider-Man. Okay. <laughs> right. So I think I think Tom Holland might have that balance. He's in the sweet spot. But like for me, you know, it's a Spider-Man movie. So for me, Andrew Garfield, you know, as Spider-Man, I loved his smart mouth. I yeah. loved the comebacks and and just his timing was oh, awesome. I, I you've mentioned it before, but I just love yeah. it. Is that a little knife? Not a little knife. That's my weakness. That's my weakness. You know. Oh my god. <laughs> You know, and, and also you don't have a cameo with Roger, Macho Man Randy Savage. And, Ooh, yeah. You know. I put you in a headlock. Bone size, Randy. I you for three seconds of playtime. <laughs> that looks really, like, just yeah, creepy, was, when, I'm, creepy. when I'm doing that. Yeah. that uh, you are so lucky we're not on video. Yeah, yeah. it looks really creepy. That oh, right. You freaked me out a little bit. I'm, gl- I'm glad my son walked away. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. What is Uncle James doing? I, uh, I, don't, I don't know. So. All right. Well, uh, you know, I had other stuff we were going to talk about, kind of non-Spider-Man stuff. But it, you, Chris, did you, you want well, to bring review? up anything else? Yeah. or Oh, do a review of the, the, Mar- the Marvel Select figure. Okay. All right. So, all right. So we've actually done a uh, selection for our figure, and we actually picked toy box. Right out of the we're doing, store. We're doing we're yeah, doing we're toy on box, on so. the toy box. So pay attention. So so we're surrounded by just merch, toys everywhere. Stuff, uh, you know, merch. This one has big boobs. You will. Yes, it this does. One, this one, this Thanks one. Thanks guys for having me. This All one, right, absolutely. Thank you, Derek. See you, Derek. Um, so what we're reviewing right now is the Marvel Select Black Cat uh, figure. Uh, this is uh, 2015. Uh, well, this is, yeah, I think, a re-release 2015. Yeah. Uh, this figure is uh, retails, I think, for like maybe about maybe twenty dollars or something, like twenty four ninety nine. Um, Best part about being in a store with a price tag. You, you've got the prices right there. Um, so this is we were talking about Black Cat earlier, uh, one of uh, both a Spider-Man girlfriend and villain. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So wearing kind of two two hats. Um, and so this rendering of her in this uh, figure is done uh, based off of the uh, Terry Dotson. Um, hello, hey buddy. We have, sorry, we have sorry guys. We have a very important guest. What what sir? I'm gonna I'm gonna buy. All right. So the Spider-Man figure uh, we've obviously selected is is gonna be our Black Cat figure. Now, what's cool about this is the Black Cat figure is going to come with her display set. Um, she's going to come with multiple props and then the actual figure. So, the, you know, the actual figure uh, is is kind of lacking on the articulation. Um, yeah. But uh, all in all, it's not a terrible figure. She's kind of... That's cool. I love this conversation yeah, that they're sorry. having over he's on the tra- side. Tra- I'm tra- trying. Chris, Chris, Chris is trying to do the figure say, review. Say, um, say goodbye. Bye, buddy. Bye, buddy. That was our, that was our right. good f- friend, Braden. Um, All right. So go where I was going. Uh, Articula- sure articulation. Gonna, the, 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 okay. So the Marvel Select figures typically do not have the best articulation. They're meant to be more sort of I, This is definitely statues. our squirrel episode. Yeah, this is our, our squirrel episode. Um I mean, it's a beautiful figure. Uh, it's uh, you know your wife or girlfriend uh, might, not like you know, might not like this figure. She's not in heels, which she, she's kind of bothering she's me. She's not in heels. Is rather uh, 
uh, I mean, this conveys all of the sexuality of the character. I mean, Black Cat has been, you know, one of those characters, you know, one of those female characters who uses her feminine wiles. Uh, wiles. Wiles. You like that? I used the word wild. All right, let's talk about the coolest parts. Um, let's talk about the props. I think this is the coolest thing ever. And the display. Because well, you, you you're technically getting two figures in one. You do. You, you get a, a Spider-Man that is kind of perched. Uh, so the stand... It is a uh, sort of a wall with a window, uh, and there's uh, the Spider-Man can be sort of crawling on the outside, peeking in on the window. He's a peeping Tom. He is a peeping Tom, exactly, Marty McFly. Um, and uh, along with other accessories, we get a safe that because the, the Black Cat is a cat burglar, so you can't have a cat burglar without having her break in and stealing some things. So uh, we have a safe. We have a stack of money it comes with. Gems. There's a, some gems. But the coolest part, it comes with, now of course, this being a design by... Oh, well, uh, it's based story. off of... Uh, the story was by Kevin Smith with the art so, by Terry Dodson. what they actually have is they have a uh, looks like folder of important documents, and it says Kevin Smith on it, like it would be part of the comic book cover. Yeah, yeah, nice nice little nod uh, back to the creator. And, and a, a pearl necklace. Yikes. That's all I'm going to say about that. Yikes. Uh, I'll put, uh, you know, if I put this on video, I'll... I'll uh, what do you think of the articulation-wise? Well, I mean, she's got very limited articulation. Because it's like arms, bicep, No, that's wrist. it. I mean, she's just she just moves at the bicep and the arms. And the legs, legs don't move? No, the legs don't move at all. So th this is not meant to... I mean, this is meant to be... This is a be, display. It's a statue. Yeah. It's, it's a display. You're, you're, you're this not, is a cheap statue. No, yeah, I mean, yeah, exactly. It's an inexpensive... I wouldn't call it cheap. I would say an inexpensive statue. Uh, and, uh, I mean, it's... I mean, it captures the character. No, I mean, I, this is one of my favorite figures. Uh, I mean, there's you know, two things that I love about this this figure, uh, and just the uh, the display. Yep. Uh, the the Spider-Man that comes with it. Yep. Uh, and then just the overall likeness to the character. I mean, no, they, no, they just, it's it's a spitting image right out of the comic. They've they've captured it. So. All right, we're going to try to regroup here because yeah. we definitely had a bit of uh, the, the squirrel uh, moment um, going a little out of order. Chris, what did you read this week? Okay. What, what comic books have you read You know, this and week? it's funny, man. I'll tell you right now, most of my, most of my money has been going towards D.C., Let's talk about Flash number one. I, I've noticed that, yeah, you know, for as much as we spent this episode talking about Spider-Man, we lately we really have not been reading a lot of Marvel stuff. They just haven't been able to keep up lately. Well, Rebirth, the whole Rebirth event, I think, has really kind of captured everyone's yeah. attention. So you and I both read Flash number one. Mm -hmm. um, this is uh, written by Joshua Williamson, art by Carmen... Okay, I'm going to try to say this name. D... Gian de Carmenico. Yay! Retails for about two ninety nine, and uh, the the story is basically Barry struggling with the fact that despite his super speed, he can't be everywhere at once. So there are going to crimes are going to basically going to happen. He can't do anything about it. People are going to die, and he can't save them. Or, like he says. He can't be everywhere at once. Yeah, it, it addresses, I think, an interesting uh, dilemma of everyone that's a superhero, is, and that is if you have the power to save people, uh, you know, going, again, coming back to the Spider-Man, with great power, there must also come great responsibility. Oh, yeah. But there has to be limits to that, because it is not possible to be everywhere at once, and uh, you know, the real dilemma of the superhero is, what do you do when you know that you can't be everywhere and you cannot 
help everyone else, even though you have the power to do so. You gotta choose the priority, I guess. Yeah, and, and this issue shows that, and that's one of the things that I like about it. Uh, also, we're, we're introduced to possibly a new speedster. Yes. Which is kind of interesting, I like and, that. And it's somebody that we know. I mean, it's somebody that, that Barry knows who... Well, Barry knows. I mean, I didn't know. Were you familiar with this character uh, at all? I've, I've heard they've done the name before, but it was very minor. So now okay. they've kind of made him more of a mainstream character, which is kind of neat. Yeah, so we're we're given some... Let's go into the good of the issue. We're, we're given some background on this new speedster. He's Officer August. He's a fellow police officer whose brother was murdered, and Barry had helped him catch the, the real yep. killer. Uh, and kind of in the in the same fashion as what happened with Barry, uh, there's a he's in the middle of uh, a, a firefight with some he kinda terrorists. Saw, he kind of saw that kindred spirit with with August. You know, he had somebody who, you know, was taken away from him, and he needed to solve that crime to try to help. Him. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But I was I was gonna say he gets struck by lightning. Yeah, August is in the middle of this firefight with it's these, the same these terrorists. And he, and he gets hit by a bolt of lightning and gains super speed. So uh, that's kind of the cliffhanger. So I'm I'm interested to see where this goes. Uh, and and as I said before, one of the things I like about it is that you know you really get to see the superhero's dilemma. There's this there's this moment where he is racing through the city and he knows there's two things going on that he could stop. There's a, a fire, a fire in an, an apartment, robbery. and an armed robbery. And he, you have to kind of see his whole decision-making process of how do I decide who to save and, and who to leave. And right. So, so I like that. Um, for me, the bad... Uh, no, I totally agree with you on this one. It's, it's going to be... And this is really not a fault of the writer, but it's more just kind of what DC has done and how convoluted they've made their yeah. universe, is that you have now two Wallies. We have two Wally Wests. We have a little Wally, and then we have KF. Yeah, yeah. Well, I guess he'd be... MF now, Man Flash. I'm glad you specified what MF stands for. Not MF. -er. Not MF. -er. No, no. M but he's that a kid Flash? He's Man mother, Flash. Father. mother father. Mother father. Mother father. Uh, so it's kind of confusing now that we have we have uh, two Wally Wests. Uh, so I, I I think that's just I think DC is gonna be tripping over their whole continuity. Uh, errors and stuff as they with this rebirth. I think it's an unfortunate side effect. I still like that they're doing the course correction, but uh, yeah. Uh, favorite moment? I, I have mentioned it earlier I, in this comic book. I like uh, having to watch uh, Flash's whole process of deciding how does he choose between the two crises. You know, and the thing for me is like crises, crises, and like he says, he looks at it and he's like, you know, I can't be everywhere, and it actually shows. But he says, but what I can do. I'm going to put everything I can into it. Yeah. You know, and that's yeah. the one thing that I like. And it shows that, that, you know, obviously he's dedicated to do this. He puts on the scarlet, you know, suit and he's, you know, if he's putting out a fire, he's doing everything that he can. He's focused 100. He even gets the guys like firefighters like pizza and all this kind of stuff too. Yeah. And that, that actually, you know, I'm glad you brought that up. That comes from an earlier moment in the comic book where he's talking with Iris. Yeah. Iris is the one who tells him to, fo you know, whatever you're doing, focus on that. Yeah. 100%. Don't be pulling yourself in, in you know, 12 nope. different directions. Agreed. Okay. Um, what, what have you been reading? 
one of the, I mean, arguably one of the best Batman stories I've ever read. Now, this is something that I haven't had a chance to read yet, and I can't wait to get a hold of it. Yeah, I'm, I'm not going to do a lot of spoilers. I'm going to do a relatively just kind of quick overview of it, because I, I want us to do... We could probably dedicate an entire show just to this one graphic novel. Right. So, so this is called uh, Dark Knight, uh, A True Batman Story. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was uh, just released written, two weeks ago. And it's written by one of my favorite writers. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Paul Dini. Paul Dini. Uh, who are not familiar. Uh, I mean, this guy... He had a little run for a while. Uh, a little bit, you know, you on know. Uh, you know the uh, DC animated The uh, Batman universe. the Animated Series, are you kidding me? Th- this guy is, you know, one of the, I'd say, modern-day founding fathers oh, yeah. of, uh, of, of comics. Um, and and so, you know, he, he's he's writing this very personal essay. So this is actually truthful kind of what happened. Yeah, and that's why they call it a true Batman story. Um, you know, in uh, in 19 I think it was 1993 or thereabouts, um, you know, Paul Dini was uh, attacked. He was he was mugged on his way home and was very badly assaulted. He was beat within an inch of his life. Uh, and this this story is about that event, and he, he very, uh, I mean, he pulls no did, punches. Did Batman come and save the day? He didn't. Well, it's so funny that you asked that, because it's one of the, No, he didn't. Yeah. No, he didn't. And the whole, the whole uh, one of the major uh, points of this, of, of this account is how, how he had to wrestle with that. The fact that he does this for a living, he tells stories uh, about you know power trips of uh, you know, superheroes righting wrongs, and what that does to a man when he is is attacked, violated, if you will, in this way, and and the hero doesn't come to the rescue. Uh, but I think with the great part about this story, Chris, that I think you're going to get is Batman didn't save him that night, right? But Batman does save him, and Batman saves him in that Batman is the inspiration for him to pull himself See, out of the and depression. and I kind of like that. Like, like we were saying with the villains and everything like that, he just wants them to do good things. He's trying to change for the better. This yeah. is kind of what he does for him. He kind of gets him to change for the better. He he, he does, and, and you know, the, the characters of the Batman universe, uh, the heroes and the villains are presented in a very interesting way here. So in the story, we're seeing just everything from Paul Dini's perspective, and kind of in the same way that I much imagine maybe you or I might kind of go through life sometimes where we just imagine, what would Batman say in this situation? Punch somebody in the mouth. Yeah. He imagines all of the characters acting as sort of a Greek chorus. Oh, that's cool. Sort of like talking to him, commenting. Uh, on, I mean, and the whole time you get the sense it's really Paul Dini. So it's Moon, moon Knight again. It's it's not because he's not crazy. He's he is he's giving sort of a face to his thoughts. Right. So the the critical parts of him are Batman. The the, the part of him that's saying, you know, get up, get off your ass, get back to work. Uh, go do something. Go do something. Let this tra- tragedy empower you and turn it into something positive. Right. It, that is embodied by the by the persona of Batman while the part of him the depressive part of him that is telling him stay inside you know you deserve you deserve not to do any work stay inside watch cartoons sit around is embodied by the Joker which makes, uh, makes it kind of sense and and his fears his fears of well what if those guys that beat me what if they're still out there right. what if they they, they, they come, come back, back. Uh, is embodied by 
uh, the Scarecrow. So, so Paul Dini really, it's a masterful use of the Batman universe. And I say masterful, of course it's masterful because this guy is a master. Right. He is the master of the Batman universe. So what do you think, without spoiling anything, what do you think is your favorite part? Uh, you know, it, there are so many great moments in this. Uh, I, I I think I'm going to defer that question until we do our show. We're going to do we, an entire we're show. Gonna, we need we need at least like 45 minutes to an hour to yeah. unpack this. We're going to do an entire show. It is it is it is just that good. So, what do you think is the bad part about this? Uh? I, I honestly I love this book. There's nothing I disliked so, about it. So you know, it's funny. I think this book has turned into what I like to call your whoopee. This is that book where you like if you're having a bad day, this is something that you can turn to to make yourself feel a little better. This is one that if you go to bed at night, it's on your bookstand next to you. Next thing you know, though, you, you know you cling to the whoopee too much. You're strung out on bed sheets, kid. That's all you got. It's, it's not a good place to be. All but right. Yeah, you're you're right. You're no, right. It is. We are going to be doing an upcoming show of just the Dark Knight, a true Batman story. So um, we advise you guys go ahead and grab it. It's just came out. Read it. Uh, come back, let us know what you think, and then we can all sit down and discuss what's going on. Yeah, I haven't been talking about this much during the show because we've been so distracted by all the great stuff happening here, but we want to hear your opinion about these things. So yep. email us us email us at justusnerdspc at gmail.com. That's justusnerdspc at gmail. I almost said yep. <laughs> gmail.com. Also, uh, find us on SoundCloud, find us on Facebook, find us on YouTube. Bingo! Bingo! All right. You want to talk about this, or you want to save this for another time? Uh, we'll save it for another time. All right. Okay, well... Um, so you're going to have to wait and find out what that was. You're going to have to... Uh, yeah. And man, when you find out, oh, it's good. All it's right, good. guys. Well, uh, you know what? I think that's a good stopping point for us. This has been a just a, such a fun time being out here at Viera Comics, just geeking out, just enjoying... Uh, embracing our, our nerddom with our, our fellow spider nerds. Uh, this has been just so enjoyable. We hope to, to do more events like this with uh, Viera Comics. Um, and we saw a good number of our fans, people who've actually listened to the show, coming out and saying hi. And oh, yeah. Actually, you yeah. Know, really All, awesome. Absolutely, absolutely. So, um, again, we want to hear from you. Make sure you email us, like us on Facebook. Uh, that is all the time that we have for this episode. Please t- tune in next Monday and every Monday as we continue our conversation of comics. Same nerd time, same nerd channel. <laughs> <laughs> continue our conversation of comics, movies, and all things in between. Until then, remember that with great power, there must also come great responsibility. Thanks a lot and take care. See ya.